So I want you to imagine, if you will, you're walking through, I don't know, let's pick a, a busy airport, a, a bus station. When's the last time you walked through a bus station? There's lots of people. Everybody's in a hurry. Everybody's kind of running to get to where they need to go. There's deadlines, lights, uh, lots of stimulus. There's tons going on. And you're walking through this place, this bus station or this airport or the sports arena. You, you pick, right? It's all up to you. What's amazing is that you're going to navigate through this busy place. And I'm willing to bet you at no point during this process will you bump into somebody. Or better yet, somebody bump into you. And it's really interesting because you're going to zoom in, zig and zag, move through this very, very busy, busy, busy environment without the benefit of prediction, without the benefit of leading data. You're just going to move through and you're going to be successful. That is what we want to talk about today. everybody, Reaccident Investigation Podcast. I'm Todd Conklin. How are you today? It's awfully good to share time with you. I, I feel, I don't know if you feel it, but I feel a sense of encouragement, um, which is good. I haven't felt that really for a long time. I mean, it's new or novel or interesting. It's just not something I'm used to. And I think maybe if I'm uh, reading your nonverbal right as you're listening to me, you're feeling a little bit of it too. And that's encouraging to me for so many reasons. It's been a, it's been a really interesting time. If we were going to test our systems, test our ability to be resilient, I think we've really had a pretty good test. I'm not sure it's over, so don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm naive. I've always been naive or naive, if you pronounce it that way. But it's, it's interesting to see, in retrospect, how different the world is now than it was even a year and a half ago. But I think what's even more interesting is to look at it kind of more clinically and look at how our systems are resilient or not resilient. So, so one of the challenges I have, um, and it's a challenge I give to people a lot, is we probably ought to do a little stock check, a little stock take. We, we ought to do an after-action review. And ask a couple questions. Where were we extremely resilient? Where did we have capacity for uncertainty? And then we ought to study why that existed in the parts of a life that it existed in. And then the other question is, where did we not have very much capacity? Where were we pretty brittle? And when the system pushed and flexed and things happened, uncertainty reared its ugly head, where did we fall down? or break apart, or become less than what we expected? That question is probably better answered now with the benefit of hindsight, but also with the ability to learn and move forward. That's kind of a challenge I would give everybody. Certainly, organizationally, that's important for the companies and organizations you work with and for, or for you as a person. 
or as a family or as a community unit or, or there's just tons of places to look at what we've learned because we're smarter now. I know it seems a little Pollyanna-ish, but we are. We're smarter. And being smarter is better, generally speaking. Being less smart is not as good, you know? Uh, that That's a little bit obvious, but it's uh, it's vital to what we want to talk about. And that sort of leads me to today's discussion. Because today's discussion, I want to talk a little bit about something that I've been thinking a lot on. And it's the notion that the world gives us complexity. And complexity is really important. Now, complexity is relatively difficult to define. And the reason it's difficult to define is because the phenomenon is really emergent. And so it's sort of, it's beyond definition. So there's lots of ways to define it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like a complex system has many facets tightly coupled. But really what I want you to think about when you think about complexity is the study of what happens, um, what, what takes place, what emerges between a, a collection of interacting objects. And that idea becomes a really important part of what we want to talk about because complexity is a term that's generally used to characterize something that has many parts where those parts interact with each other in multiple ways, and it ends up creating sort of a higher order, a, a larger outcome that emerges that is greater than the sum of its parts. Does that make sense? So, so a mechanistic system, a linear system, a really predictable system, a machine, right, each part plays a really intricate role in and of itself. And if one of those parts breaks, then the machine fails. We know that because we understand maintenance and, well, most of us, some of well, I don't, but other people do. But a complex system, a nonlinear system, which we talk about all the stinking time, right? I mean, we, we, we toss these words around like they're meaningful. A complex system is really interesting because it's no one part of the system being more important than any other part of the system. It's the collective nature, the emergent nature of all the parts together that actually create the system. If you push on one part, another part will move. And the way I think about it, and I've talked about it a bunch, it's kind of the difference between a line of dominoes. If you watch YouTube very much, and that's one thing I kind of got into, uh, embarrassingly to say, but if you set up dominoes in a little pattern, you, you stack them all up and line them up, and you knock the first one down, they're all going to sort of cascade. They're all going to fall down in a rhythmic order and create a really cool pattern. It's fun to watch, and there's about a million of them if you really dig into YouTube, so you can watch a lot of them. They're, they're out there available. That's a linear system, and that system is really kind of a cool system because you know if you knock that first domino down, it will hit the next domino, which hits the next domino, which hits the next domino. And in fact, it's quite predictable what the outcome will be. Unless maybe you got the spacing wrong and you created a little gap where the last domino doesn't hit the next domino. But that's still kind of a linear part of what happens. And these linear ideas 
are really attractive to organizations. And you know why? I mean, it's no mystery. I mean, we don't really need to dig into it too much, but it's because they're really predictable. They're incredibly predictable. They're linear, so we can understand them. We can we can symbolically represent them in a plan, and that when it functions, it functions exactly the way we think it will, which allows us the ability, the luxury, if you will, to predict the outcome of a linear system. So all that's fine and good and really comfortable and the basis upon which engineering is built. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really important part of the way people perceive the world. And what's happened is we've sort of taken those ideas and overlaid them upon our organizations. And yet our organizations don't respond like lines of dominoes being knocked down in a rhythmic pattern. Dang it. I mean, I wish they did because actually that would be pretty easy to manage because you would just study the crap out of the system, find the weakest parts, bolster those parts up, and predictably you would get the same outcome over and over and over again. But here's where it gets interesting. Machines obey the laws of physics. Machines believe in a linear order. Machines understand Isaac Newton's notion of cause and effect, right? Of, of linear reality, engineering reality. But people don't obey the laws of physics. People are these really interesting phenomena. They're these really interesting little presence that the world has of opinion and of context and of mood and of hunger and of anger and of greed and of jealousy. And you can sort of avarice. I don't really know what avarice is, but it's one of the seven deadly sins. So I don't, I don't know. It seems like it might have to do with the down South part. I don't really understand what avarice is. I'll just admit that going straight into it. People then are this phenomena that are beyond linear prediction. And so that really becomes an important part of understanding how our organizations function. Because people are, are, are parts or elements of a larger system, your organization, and they have relationships um, between and among them that are different than the relationships that a linear system has. And so dominoes represent a linear system, but Jenga blocks represent a complex system because a Jenga stack will still fall just like dominoes fall. But the difference is, is that there's not one first Jenga. There's not the, the lead Jenga in a cascading failure that creates the outcome that you can record and put on YouTube. In fact, any Jenga block could cause the failure. Any Jenga block is just as risky as any other Jenga block, depending on the Jenga blocks that are around it. Now, I don't want to lose you, and I don't think I did, because it's Jenga blocks. We're not really into deep uh, science talk here. We're talking about hunks of wood. But those Jenga blocks help us understand how complex systems function. 
Because it's not so much the individual Jenga block that's important. It's the relationship that the Jenga block has with the Jenga blocks around it. Do you see the difference? It's very different than dominoes. Dominoes, it really is each domino at some point becomes the key domino in the cascading failure. So each domino is the cause of the next domino to fall. You get that, right? But in Jenga blocks, you can push on one Jenga and it could impact another Jenga that could be close by or far away. And in essence, that's the system that you work with, whether you're a pilot or a safety person or a quality person or a computer person, you work in a complex system. And we talk about it all the time. We talk about complex adaptive systems. We talk about how workers function within these systems, how organizations try to understand these systems, how leaders lead in these systems. But I think fundamentally, I'm not sure I've done a good job in all the years I've talked about this in really helping us understand that at a very basic level, almost a primal level, it's a different game in a complex system. So you're walking through an airport or you're walking through a bus station or a busy concert or a sports arena, a place where there's lots of people. And it's the weirdest thing because you'll navigate successfully through that crowd. And as interesting, the crowd will navigate successfully around you and you probably won't bump into anybody. In fact, you're going to know the way and the people around you are going to know the way and you're going to get through it without smacking each other. That actually is the best example I can think of of complex adaptive systems. That's what workers are doing. They're constantly navigating their way through the bus station. And they know when to zig and they know when to zag, but they don't know why they know when to zig and zag. They just know that they're part of a larger system, a complex system, and that the next step they need to do or they have to do, well, that next step is an emergent phenomena of the very crowd they're a part of. Does that make sense? Because you're good at it. I mean, this is not some kind of mystery talk. You're really good at this. And so are the workers who you work with. And so are the people who populate your company or your organization. And that idea that reality, at least for the way work is done, in a complex system is an emergent phenomenon, I think is really important for us to talk about. And we probably should have spent more time on it. But it, it, it seems like now, after we're sort of looking at the world around us and what we've been through, because we've been through a, a moment of great uncertainty for many, many, many reasons, it helps us sort of draw attention to the complex nature of the environment, the context in which we function. I'm amazed by it. Because any one part of that crowd in the airport is important. That's a person. It could be you. 
but it's not meaningful in the overall functioning of everybody getting to where they need to go in a hurry. In fact, that process of everybody successfully navigating everybody else to get where they want to go, that's an emergent property. That appears as the solution in real time. And the crazy thing about a complex system is that it won't be the same next time. In fact, I promise you, it will not be the same next time. There'll be different people, different contexts, different desires, different needs, different deadlines, different destinations. When we think about our organizations, I know it's super attractive to want to see that organization as a linear system because linear systems are really seductive. They're super attractive to us as human beings because they're predictable. I can tell you exactly what's going to happen next because it's linear. When we think about complexity and complex systems, the benefit, the comfort that linearity gives us falls aside. That system emerges, and the output of that is not nearly as predictable. Although I might say, chances are really high, you will succeed. And the reason you succeed is because you understand complexity better than you think you do. And your organization can navigate complexity better than they think they can. And that's because, as human beings, we understand the emergent properties of a complex system, and we adapt. We change. Which takes us right back to what I started with, and that's looking back at what's happened over the last year or so and asking the question, where were we good? Where did we adapt? Where was I adaptive? Where did I make a difference? Where did I understand the emergent property of complex systems in the midst of uncertainty? And knowing that, I think, helps us. I actually think knowing that is vital. Personally, I think it makes a big difference because it helps make sense of the world that's happened to us. And it helps us understand how to posture ourselves to move forward in a complex system, to keep moving through the bus station. For our organizations, I think it really helps us understand where we've done a good job in creating an environment where adaption in a complex system is valued, understood, and successful. Looking at the brittle parts of our system helps us understand where we can actually pay some attention where we can put another layer of safeguard where we can actually build in coping mechanisms for the complex systems in which we've found ourselves that's really what i wanted to talk about today i don't know i mean i I think about this a lot i'm thinking about it more now than i probably normally do Because I'm looking at systems that have failed catastrophically and people have died, which always is sad and serious. But I think we have to say, 
if we don't learn from that how our ability to adapt failed us, then we don't get better in a sustainable way as an organization. And that seems pretty important to what we want to do. The work you do is really important. You know that. I mean, I don't have to tell you that. That's the reason you get up in the morning. But I think more interesting than the important work you do is the place in which you do that work. Because your organizations, your companies, your communities, the the families, the units in which we sort of function, they're incredibly, incredibly interesting. And they're interesting because of their complex nature. Because there are many individual pieces that work collectively together and some kind of outcome emerges. It sounds fluffy. It, it, it sounds like I'm making this crap up. It sounds like the next thing I'm going to say is, let's go get aromatherapy and enjoy the sauna while we sing uh, ancient thinking songs. But I'm not. I'm talking about work. I'm talking about what happens every single day when people go out and perform the tasks that they are set out to perform. That's really a great example of how we look at the world. It's not a great discussion on complexity. You can find better. In fact, my only hope for this discussion is that it entices you to look further into this because, for goodness sakes, I am not the expert on anything. I just make crap up. That's all I've ever done. But I do think the idea of walking through the bus station is a pretty interesting way to look at how our organizations and companies perform. That emergent nature of what happens next is a function of what's happening now. And if you push on one side, another side will move. You're in the middle of a Jenga stack. You've always been in the middle of a Jenga stack. And what's amazing is every day we talk and chat and have fun and read and hang out and support each other and go to workshops and take classes and read books. What we're doing is actually increasing our understanding of what a complex system means. I'm not sure there's going to be answers. I'm relatively certain Science hasn't got a total beat on this yet, but I know every day together we're learning more. And that's the cool part of what we want to talk about today. So it's about time to move forward. And at least in North America, we're encroaching on spring. And it's really my favorite time because winter goes away and summer appears. Now, we've got some cruel months ahead of us. April, I believe, as the poets would tell you, is the cruelest month of all. And we still got a little bit of cold, blustery weather ahead of us. But we're moving into the summer where I can open the TV porch and ride my bike and enjoy hanging outside as much as possible. I guess that's why... Today's podcast is today's podcast is I'm sitting in the middle of winter, kind of cold, thinking about how cool summer will be and thinking back 
at what we've gone through. And I kind of wonder how I need to feel about it. And so this is how I made sense of what's going on is to think about complexity and the bus station and what it is we do. So that's it. I'll talk to you again. Let's hang out more. You're pretty fun. It's uh, definitely worth my time. And I know it's fun for you. Well, I don't know that, but I'm assuming it is. Until then, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other. That's important. Check in on one another. It's time to do that. And for goodness sakes, be safe. <laughs>